0: Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony says podcast, also known as S. Anthony says episode number three hundred and ninety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? You bastards, folks? Uh, Let's just jump right into this. OK, I really don't care anything about Will and Jada and who they're banging. OK, I don't care right now. I know what you're saying. So let me ask you a question this, Anthony. Do you find Jada attractive? Yes, I do. Right? I remember when she was in that movie with Keenan Ivory Wayans. uh, It's called The Low Down Dirty Shame. And she was walking up the the steps in this pink dress and they zoomed in on her. And I was like, ooh, okay. And I feel guilty about that. Sitting there drooling over and objectifying that uh, moving on everybody's going and getting into an uproar over what two people they don't know are doing in the bedroom or in their relationship and i don't really care that much but it's been shoved down my throat so many times and from so many ways that i started caring all of a sudden you become curious about something you normally wouldn't even give a crap about right Apparently, according to them, they had a separation, and during their separation, she and a family friend who was a young guy, and he and her, boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy. And for those of you that are listening to my podcast, you know the boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy means sex, right? So apparently, that young guy was climbing all up on top of Jada and giving her that good business right and he caught feelings and he didn't realize that she was a married woman she had committed to this guy meaning her husband and that even though he was giving her that good business he was she was probably never going to really run away with him really run away with him right and she got back with her husband and then he got all weirded out about it and then he had to go right like when the thing, see the thing, young guys don't understand is when you find a really, really attractive older woman, whether she's married or not. In my case, I found an extremely attractive older woman. Now, older the woman to me at the time, I was eighteen years old. She was like twenty-eight, twenty-nine years old. Now, to her, she she saw something she liked on stage that would be me and she saw some chocolate she wanted a slice of once again me and she said I he's hilarious and I want some of that and she came up to me and she came on to me and she made it really clear she wanted a slice of me right she wanted a big slice of this cake right here you know what I'm saying ha! <laughs> right and being the kind of guy I am I decided I was willing and able Because I like to give back to the community. I was going to give back to the community by going home with her and giving her several slices of me. If you understand what I'm saying, she wanted the big slice of the cake and I filled her plate up. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Moving on, right? But to her, she's a woman who's approaching 30, super duper hot, gorgeous, incredible body. The kind of woman that if Instagram existed back then, she would just take random pictures of herself. And in about six weeks, she'd have four million followers because that's how good she looked. And to me, she thought he's cute, right? He's a cute guy. He's funny. He's smart. I'm just going to jump on top of him and enjoy all that cake right and uh, you know and she didn't think anything of it but as a young guy as an 18 year old guy if there's a, a super duper smoking hot 30 year old woman a 28 year old or 29 whatever the hell she was she was smoking hot and every time she called the house i would pretend like i was going to a show and then i did go to a show the show was called on top of her behind her underneath her the show was called Given her that good deep business you know what i'm saying good deep business ha, 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 ha. boom and i gave her that good deep business right And then after a while, she wanted to be with someone she could actually marry and build build a life with. So she said, hey, that was fun, you know, but I don't think this is really going to work out. We we were great. We had a great little fling and everything, right? And I was upset. Wait a minute. Because I was a punk back then. And she goes, you know what? Let's just have one more little fling before we go by. Then I gave it a good deep business one more time. Okay, actually six more times. And then she ran off into the sunset. Oh, right now if I'm thinking the way I'm thinking now I would just go dude you got to get it on with a woman who looks as good as Halle Berry 273 times enjoy how did I remember the exact number I mean I just made that number up I definitely did remember the exact number <laughs> F y'all back to me <laughs> I don't remember the exact number but I know it is a lot <laughs> it was 273 F y'all back to me right but the thing was, as I got older, when I became 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, when you're a 30-year-old man and a super-duper smoking hot Tracy Ellis Ross-looking woman who's like 45, 46 years old, wants to jump on top of you and get that good, deep business, she just wants the good, deep business. She's doing her job. She doesn't want a relationship. She just wants you to, she also wants to call you up. You go over to her house. You give her that good, deep business, right? You take her to boom, boom, jiggy, the boom, the boom, jiggy, jiggy, right? and then when she goes off into the sunset she goes well you know it was great being together but i'm really gonna move off to paris and do my i have to do my show in paris and have my my do my work in paris and i'm not coming back And it was great being with you and you're going right now at this point at 30 you're going you have to act sad oh really oh Really gonna miss you. It's good, it's good. Get, get, get. Gave her the good deep business again, 145 times. And then she goes off to Paris and blah, and everything's great. Now you're disappointed that she's gone, but you're not heartbroken. You knew what the deal was. You're 30 now. You're an adult. You're a ma- more mature man. And you realize she just wants to jump on top of me. And guess what? I'm gonna let it happen. But back to the Will and Jada thing. He should have known right he was the toy off to the side she enjoyed his company but come on man you know you're not a bad looking dude you, you you got your career going right there's nothing wrong with the age difference if somebody's older and you're younger and everything's cool fantastic but you had to know going into that relationship what the heck it was right I mean, let's be honest, if I was 30 years old and a woman who looked like Jada Pinkett Smith was in a, was her and her husband had a separation and she was, we were going to boom, boom, jiggy jiggy, boom da boom I would just boom, boom, jiggy jig boom da jiggy-jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy jig boom as much as possible, right? And if it turned into something great, if it didn't turn into something, I would look at that gorgeous woman and go, man, it was fun, boom, boom, jiggy jig boom boom, da jiggy-jiggy with her, but it didn't work out. All right. I guess, you know, the four hundred and sixteen times we would have done it would have been great. The last number was fake because obviously I did not have any sex with her. <clears throat> you know, I mean, but but for the record, I just want to let everybody know if there's any uh, Hollywood celebrities who have open marriages and don't want to leave their spouse because they have a business relationship. They still love each other, but they're living separate lives. I just want to let it be known that I um I'm fifty one. Um, Just for no particular reason, I'm putting this out there. No particular reason. um, I do not have ED at all. Everything works. As good as new, you know, it's like, you know, let's just say that you have a car that's been around for a while and had a whole lot of long, deep road trips, but still runs like new. That I just put that out there. I'm just going to say that certain vehicles, even though they've been ridden hard and deep for a long period of time and been in many, many garages, it still looks like a new vehicle and runs like a new vehicle. No defects. All the tires nice and fresh look like it's been armor all and still give you a good deep ride and all the good gas mileage. and the damn sure take you where you need to go like a mother jumper. Woo. You know I'm saying, woo. <laughs> you know, and and, and 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 you know, just for, you know, and for no particular reason, I'm just going to say that I've had I'm uh I've never had anything but clean blood tests my entire time. I've never had any kind of STDs or anything like that. And I just want to once again illustrate that even though the vehicle has miles on it, still runs like new and looks like new, and can still give you a good deep long ride from point A to point B. Yeah, point B. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, put the point in the big uh, moving on. So let's let's leave that alone <laughs> and get back to what I really wanted to talk about. I tweeted before. Before I did this episode, I tweeted that, there, you know, there's a lot of times when you and I'm changing the subject because I embarrassed myself for about nine and a half minutes after y'all moving on. There's times in your life and I'm going to get more serious here. There's times in your life when You have something you want to do and the people around you don't support the things you're doing. It's amazing how people don't know how the little things they do can suck the juice out of your battery. Right. I've seen people succeed in life at the highest Possible levels, and they have a spouse that supports the crap out of them. I've seen guys in my business who did stand up comedy who were good. They weren't that great, but they were good. They were somebody that you would book, but their husband or their wife legitimately thought that their spouse was the funniest human being walking on the face of the planet, laughed at the jokes for real, and I was around them long enough to know what their real laugh looked like. And they legitimately loved their spouse's act. Couldn't get enough of it, right? Even when they were setting up their equipment, they knew how to set up the equipment. And if they didn't set up the equipment, at the very least, they'd come into the show. They could be having a conversation outside. But when their spouse or their girlfriend or boyfriend was being introduced, they go, I got to go. I want to watch him or her. And they'd come into the room and they were the biggest fan of that person now I'm not saying you got to go that far because I've also seen people who and once again my business using it as an example love their spouse's act went to every show, would pop in, laugh at some bits and give them the, like the little thumbs up and then walk back out and finish their conversation and then come back at the end of the act to watch it and that's fine, at least the act the person knows that their spouse respects and loves and enjoys what they do but I've seen the other side too I've seen people where their spouse are like annoyed. Keep in mind, the jokes are what is paying for the car. The jokes are what's paying for the house. The joke is uh, what's, what's paying for everything. But the spouse is annoyed, right? The spouse is always big up in every other person that does comedy, but not them. Can't say anything nice about them. Always got little snide comments about them. Not the kind of snide comments that you normally get from a comedy spouse because they begin to pick up on the sense of humor and realize that when comics are around each other, they playfully jab each other. And comics, if, especially if you're comics that love each other and respect each other and are friends, you know what it's like. with the you know, when, you're, when your comic takes a takes a nice little slice at you, it's fun. You laugh. It's good natured. But you can also tell when the comic when the when the when the, the comic isn't. Because comics, and I'm just gonna do the cadence. So I'm not gonna do the words. Hey man, flip it, baby. Yeah man, sip it, Yeah, but I guess you'll flap the flop. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, man! Remember that time? Oh yeah. Well, how about you? Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, man. Remember that time we were doing that show and we were up there and then yeah. <laughs> well, you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> then the spouse comes in. Yeah. Well, Bill's a real siphaphtha. And everybody's looking like, Ugh. yeah. Um, we were teasing people. It was all about fun. You got a little um. Uh, got a little too serious with that there. You know, he cut a little deep there, you know. We uh you know, it's like it's like when you're sparring with someone, right? And if you're in martial arts, there's always like you spar with people, right? And there's always that one person that comes in and goes a little too hard in the gym and everyone's looking around like, "Dude, we're all students in the same gym, bro. Save those moves for, you know, an opponent in a tournament or something. What the hell are you doing?" Right? People close to you don't even understand sometimes the amount of damage they can do to you. I've been there before. And like I said, in my business, when I did some shows, when a lot of shows, I'm literally getting applause breaks, standing ovations. People were peeling the labels off their beer bottle for me to sign them. Right. And this is before anybody knew who I was. You know, like now, f y'all back to me. Right. And everybody's like, oh, you're the greatest, the best, you should be on TV, you're a genius, (laughs) wonderful things. But you get in the car with your significant other, and all of a sudden you're flying high because five, six hundred people in the room are like, "You the greatest, the best, and great." All oh, the cops, "Oh, you're great, you oh, love seeing the man." <laughs> and the person next to you, who's supposed to be the one that's the closest to you, should be closest to you, should be patting you on the leg. That was a great job, honey. That's all you need. You don't need any more than that. They don't have to keep talking about the show. You have to get but Of course, you get in the car. Oh man, that was a great show, right? <laughs> yeah. and the mood of the car actually just drops down right right you turn on your car right you turn on the radio and okay this next song is about a guy who's in the car with a woman who drags his ass down and is a complete bum out someone who's got a lot of compliments for everybody else even people that ain't crap but for some reason she's got a guy next to her her who actually has special abilities according to every freaking audience member and all the other practitioners of his art form but somehow she thinks he blows and it goes a little something like this hit it yeah he ain't nothing yeah even though he's something he ain't nothing uh even though he's something he ain't. He's dancing to the song. Yeah, he really ain't nothing, even though he's something. You're like, what the hell? This song isn't even real. It's just an idea that he's using for his podcast to make his point. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> People don't realize how much effect, how many, how much effect they actually have on you. You know, a lot of times you grow up in a household where. You know, maybe you're thought of it. You're the forgotten child. Maybe you're the middle child. There's a first child, there's a baby, and you seem to be forgotten. Maybe you're the baby, and you're forgotten because there's so many other kids that came before you. Maybe you're the first child, and you're expected to be parent- 2.A right? your parent 2.1 they got the mother the father and then your punk ass has to do a lot of the things even though there's two punk ass parents that should be leaving you alone and letting you be a kid and not the punk ass your punk ass punk ass siblings they punk asses I'm not talking about me <laughs> F y'all moving on <laughs> but you know what I mean sometimes the people closest to you don't understand the effect that they have. You see someone who's actually an adult, a grown person. This guy could be 60 years old and have a 90 year old parent or an 85 year old parent. And he's or she's the captain of industry. Tearing the world up on the cover of every magazine, ripping the world down, right? Got to be in front of their their salary. They were a billionaire, maybe a millionaire, or maybe just someone who's a very well-paid practitioner of a really highly functioning, very important art form. You could be a heart surgeon, a top lawyer, someone who owns a bunch of businesses, the envy of everybody else. And you somehow think that's going to be enough for the parent, but the parent always has something negative to say. They can't give you a compliment. They always complain, always find something wrong. And they'll see someone who's a practitioner of a similar art form or someone who has a similar business, maybe another doctor who's actually rated 10 below you, but they talk about how great that guy is. Right, you're a lawyer, and there's a lawyer that's ranked fifty-five below you, and she's going. Well, honey, that's great. You know, it's great that you're a lawyer, but you know, I mean, uh, maybe, but you haven't found a husband yet. Maybe you should, you know, maybe you should stop that law stuff and find a husband. Maybe you own a business and it's going really well. Right. And you're having a little bit of a tough time. Nothing serious. You know, nothing that makes you think you're going to lose the business. But you have to make a little do a little restructuring. You have to do a little of this, a little of that to get things going. Instead of going, you know what, honey, you've got you have 16 franchises now. You know what you're doing. I know you're having a little bit of a tough time right now, but you'll figure it. I believe in you. Oh, no, they can't say that crap. They're going. Maybe you should just sell them and go back to selling widgets. It's safer that way. And looking from the outside at the person that's dealing with that garbage, you're thinking nothing's going to bother that person. They seem like a strong human being. They got their stuff together. They're tearing the world up. There's no way some words from their parents, some words from their significant other, some words from their close friends can knock them down a peg and make them feel horrible. There's no way that what happened to them during the course of their childhood. They're 42 years old now, married with their own children, and they're having a happy life. But you've seen those people. You've seen a person that's happy go lucky. You haven't really spent a lot of time with their family and their family. I've been there before. Where you, I've been with a girl and we were having a great time. She's one of those laughing <laughs> all the time people, right? And then when the phone rang and I'd pick out, hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah, can I speak to Cindy? And I'd, I'd say, hey, sin, it's uh, obviously that's not really her name. Hey, sin. Uh, yeah, your, your, your parents on the phone. And the same person who was just laughing and joking a couple of seconds ago, you can watch her face go. Because she knows she knows that that phone when it's put to her ear will become like a syringe full of poison. Not enough poison to kill you. It's kind of like when you have food poisoning. A lot of times when you have an upset stomach or you have the craps or something like that, you really have food poisoning. But it's a mild form of food poisoning. Not enough to make you really sick. Not enough to put you into the hospital. Obviously, nothing even remotely close to life threatening. But it will sit you on the toilet. It will make your day a little less enjoyable because you got that in your stomach. And that's what that phone becomes when you're handed the phone. All of a sudden, it's not a phone anymore. It's a syringe full of a mild poison of negativity. You were laughing and joking, right? You were watching a movie, right? You're standing there. You got your wearing your love outfit you got your you got your male sexy drawers that she likes to watch she likes the way your hoo hoo looks in those and you're like yeah i'm gonna wear these hoo hoo showing shorts so she can see the hoo ha because she about to get the and i want her to watch my oh yeah in these jeans oh yeah and she's looking at my hoo and she's thinking i'm about to get me some of that and i handed her the phone and she looks at me right and this particular snap- I say oh it's for you she didn't know that her parents were on the phone right and she's on the phone she's looking at me licking her lips talking about and I didn't back on say what she said but the phone was on mute and if it wasn't on mute it would have been really embarrassing but it involved stuff she wanted to do to my genitals <laughs> good times anyway and then she realizes it's a f- family on the phone. And they start talking, and she's smiling, looking at me. Her face just starts to droop. Right? And then she's, and you can, you can hear her on the phone. What it, oh, God. What's the, uh, bye click and she walks out the room and when she walks out the room she normally floats one of the things you notice about her the first time you you saw her not was the fact that she had a spectacular scrumptious buttocks and she did and then uh, right but it was the way she walked she floated Right, especially when I was around. She always floated, but she really floated when I was around. Right? She always just sailed into the room. It was almost like almost like she was not even touching the floor when she was walking towards me. She'd have that nice beautiful smile on her gorgeous face and she'd float her chocolatey goodness over to me and I'd take it and pick her up and get mad and I'd pick her up, yeah, girl, we going to and I put it in the bed and boom boom jiggy, jigigi a whole quadruple of album of jig. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm Miss Anthony, right? But now all of a sudden, she's walking around looking like Fred Flintstone, wearing a damn weight vest. Like a, they sucked all the angel juice out of my woman in a five-minute conversation, right? And normally, as a young man, you're thinking, "Damn, I'm not gonna get none." And I didn't think that, <laughs> at least not at first. At first, it was like, oh, and they made her feel bad. I can't stand when they, ah, I forgot how bad they make her feel. That's why she almost, almost never answered the phone. When, she answers the phone every once in a while when it is, and She says she's busy and all of that kind of crap. But I got so used to it, I forgot about that. And they just sucked the angel juice out of her. She's walking around like an old dude. and She's a gorgeous, young, fit woman. And I was so bummed out and so mad. And her parents still had a boner, but that's a, that 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 that's nothing I could do about that. I miss Anthony, right? But I didn't like the way they made her feel, and I put the pillow in my lap because I didn't want her to be mad at me. Going, I'm sad, and all of that still sticking up. <laughs> Not that that happened several times before. <laughs> Don't judge me, f y'all. Back to what I was saying, and I put the pillow on my lap. I actually put two pillows, like like a tent. I just want to make sure she could. Why you got the tent into your lap? Definitely not a a boner. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Don't judge me. F y'all back to the story. So she comes sits down next to me. And she tells me what they said. And all of it was just stupid. Passive aggressive crap. That didn't even need to be said. Things that didn't need to be commented on. Things from the past. That have been resolved. And didn't need to be. Brought up. And I looked at it and I said, "Listen, I understand how you feel I've had it's not the same thing you know as far as parents are concerned i've had I've had people in my life that made me feel the way that your parents made you feel just now. but you have to understand that you're an amazing human being and I know you're used to them saying these things, but I want to let you know right now the negative things that you said that they said about you are not true. A person's opinion of you. Is not equal to the actuality. What someone says about you doesn't necessarily mean it's a true thing. I know you well enough now to know that all of that crap they said was bull crap. And I'm sorry that you feel bad, but just remember they're there and you're here with me. And I think you're awesome. And that's what I said. She goes, Thank you. She gives me a kiss on the forehead. She goes, are you thirsty? I go, yeah. And she gets up to go to the refrigerator to get some juice. And she floated. And I was like, great. I felt bad that I made her feel better. And as she floated back towards me, I pushed the pillows on the floor and she goes, Well, okay, I forgot about that. And I went, Ha ha, I didn't. And then I picked her up, took her back into the bedroom. And let's just say, when I uh, gave her an, you know how when I said the phone went from, um, I went from a phone to a syringe full of poison. Well, now I picked her up and put it in the room and I gave, uh, you know, uh, another, never mind. Uh, just let's just say, uh, she did not think about her parents for the next 90 minutes or so. <laughs> and then there was another break. And then for another 90 minutes, she did not think of her parents. And then there was another break and she didn't think about her parents for about 75 minutes. <laughs> I am miss Anthony. <laughs> but look guys, I know there's people out there. I know that they're, they're out there. You're, you're going to be dealing with a lot of crap like that. You're going to have people that say, Ridiculous things about you. They'll be passive aggressive. It could be anybody that's close to you because the people that are closest to you know so much about you that they have all these type of weapons where they can slice you up and knock you down just with their words. But just remember, as I had to say to her at that time, and as I had to say to myself, what somebody else says about you is literally just. That person's opinion has nothing to do specifically with you. Somebody tells you you're dumb and you know better than that, don't even react to it. Just let them fire off their cannons. Because if they're saying you're dumb and you're not dumb, they're firing cannonballs at something so far away that the cannonball is just going to go and land in the dirt. Won't even come close to you. If they say you can never amount to anything, you know better than that. Once again, they're throwing eggs at a rocket ship, not even going to reach it. So if you are ever in one of those situations where somebody's taking these cheap shots at you, just remember my voice and remember these words. Just because somebody says negative crap about you doesn't make it true. In fact, I'm pretty sure, even though I have never met you individually, I'm pretty sure that it's not true. Granted, there's going to be a small percentage of people that hear this, that when you hear those negative things from those people, the shit's true about you and you ain't shit. <laughs> I should probably cut that part off because that's not helping. mean, <laughs> There's a small percentage of you out there. I'm trying to clean this shit up. There's a small percentage of you out there that this, that they're going to say stuff about um, that you ain't crap. And uh, it's it's uh, not true about you either. Yeah, because the part where I said that, that you were, that it's true and that you ain't shit. That was a joke. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on. okay folks this has been episode number 309 of the s anthony says podcast i'm going to need you to do me a favor uh if you like this podcast and if you're listening to me right now you've been listening to me for a damn half an hour which means either you like this crap or you're a masochist can't be that i'm incredible listen Rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening on iTunes or wherever you're listening, if there's a place to review the podcast, please do so. And um, none of that four star crap. I want five stars or I'll come through this phone and pimp slap you. I, I mean, five stars would be preferable. <laughs> and if you think you know someone who would like to listen to this podcast and who wouldn't, please feel free and do me a favor and recommend this podcast to people. And if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Also, and I'm every, this podcast is everywhere. Okay. Everywhere that plays podcasts I'm there, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, I'm everywhere. So do that, please. Also, I have a second podcast called the S. Anthony Thomas Show. It's on Anchor and that's also everywhere else. So if you like this crap, you'll also like that crap because it's some crap like this and some other good crap. And I talked to some other interesting and funny people about some crap. So that's the S. Anthony Thomas show. Also everywhere. Go and check that podcast out, too. Uh, One last thing is I've looked at the analytics of the podcast and apparently the overwhelming majority. I mean, well into the 90, 95 percent of the people that listen to this podcast literally listen to every second of every podcast. And to you, I just want to say thank you very, very much. I really, really appreciate it, man. More than more than, you know, and um, much love to all of you. So now, folks, I'm going to say goodbye. We'll see you next week. I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. I want you to do with me. You know what I'm talking about. I've been here for years. You ready? Cool. We're going to do it on three on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony out.